Welcome to Compassionately You. Here, we host conversations in vulnerability and hopes to help and motivate others. My name is Brie Luganbill and I am your host. I love to have different guests on to talk about a personal journey that they went through. Sometimes it focuses on internal growth. Sometimes it does focus on body image as well and how that affects our overall being as a person. Thank you so much for being here today. Happy Monday, everyone. This is Bree of Compassionately You. Today, I want to introduce you to a guest. She was a volunteer, actually, at the Better Body Image Conference. She owns her own coaching business called Process 360, and she also deals in the realm of compassion. So welcome, Ruth Van Hoven. Hi, Ruth. Hi, good morning. Thank you for being here today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to go through the conversation and to kind of meet everybody in the extended audience. All right, so... Tell me a little bit about Process 360. How did it come to be? Why did you create it? Um, Process 360 really came to be out of losing my career. It started 10 years ago. I lost my career and uh, was that time where people just couldn't find another job. And so I ended up creating what was initially a consulting company, doing everything from helping people find computer systems, project management systems, working on marketing, front-end, back-end websites, just lots of different things. And then in 2015, I got my coaching certification, and everything kind of pivoted around from me being the expert and the doer to uh, really meeting people where they're at with questions that help them step into their own life and their own dreams. Um, a a month later, I got a cancer diagnosis. And so the last four years has really been an amazing journey that I think will connect uh, with a compassionate focus of what you're doing here. Oh, my goodness. It sounds like we have similar stories and career changes and finding something that really is best for us, but also serving in that same purpose that we've always had. So It's really great to learn this more about you. Um, Tell me a little bit then about what did it feel like when you received that diagnosis? Um, Go through anything you want to share. Sure. Um, I'm... I thought I wasn't sick at all, and uh, I just was bloated, kind of tired, had irregular bleeding, a little bit of extra hair loss, and so I just thought it was bad, and so I had my husband one day, like, put your hand here and here and kind of rock back and forth, and what do you think? And he's like, that's not right. So within a three-week time frame, I had seen three gynecologic oncologists and had surgery, and I didn't really know I had cancer until I woke up after the surgery and they had removed a melon sized tumor from my right ovary and had done a complete hysterectomy and so the diagnosis was kind of in a weird spot for most people 
but um, my project management background and just knowing what I know about chemo and radiation and the people that um, so many doctors that I knew said, basically said people don't die from cancer, they die from the treatment of cancer. So my initial kind of reaction to the diagnosis was, well, how long did it take to get there? And they said eight years. I don't know how they knew that. Oh, my God. So, so I'm just like, you know, all in leadership form going, I'm going to do my research and I'm going to find out. So um, pretty faith-led and did all my research. And at that time, there were only three case studies in the entire world that had the diagnosis that I had. And those women all died. Oh. Um, and I, I started watching documentaries, both from the traditional healthcare side and the holistic and integrative side. And um, I knew right away that I wasn't going to choose a traditional path of treatment, but I wanted my husband to be along with me in that. And so after about th- two months, <clears throat> we had enough information. I'm like, no, I truly believe that this was... A symptom, an indicator of I need to excavate my whole life, and I believe that our bodies are created to heal from the inside out. Mm-hmm. And you think about when you cut your finger, do you have to do anything to make it heal, or does your body heal it? And so, like, what tipped my immune system to the point that it wouldn't do its job anymore? Yeah. And so, my journey, and this is really my passion to share. Um, I I discovered a lot of things about my life that had been emotional strongholds that I thought, oh, I dealt with that. I'm good. It's good. Moving along. But because of the career I was in, I was in a very male-dominated career, I had been successful by being a problem solver, a bottom liner. Let's fix things. Let's get things done. Let's have goals. And, Mm -hmm. And in that process, your body has so many different connecting points to other parts of your body and your emotions that I learned really quickly that I had toasted my femininity. Mm-hmm. And so um, after kind of deep diving into the world of documentaries and about a hundred different holistic kind of things, um, just, just about, uh, probably three years ago. So the first year after my diagnosis, I was all into, you know, I need to exercise better. I need to eat better and some mindset things. But then after that year, I really realized that all these things that I thought I had dealt with from this male dominated, I, this was the problem. This is what I did. This is the problem. This is what I did. I never felt any of the emotions. So I'm like, these are all emotional strongholds in my body. I have to go back and excavate all of that stank out of me so that I can have a clean slate and my body can start healing itself. Mm -hmm. And so that, that was the initial part of the emotional healing journey. Right now, I, I really, my core group of healing, both in my practice and within the office that I work with, is a mixture of mindset, neurology, resting just allowing your body to heal and then the chemical and the movement after that and so i've partnered the last couple years almost a year and a half with um a chiropractor on the northwest side 
mm-hmm. Inspire Wellness. And he has a very, very unique style and approach to actually heal the body from the inside out. And we have a very DIY approach. Mm-hmm. And it, it's initially about mindset. And so, you know, you can you can want to heal all you can and you can want to be coached all you want to be coached. But until you start with a mindset, it does nothing nothing goes further than that. And is that the tool that really helps at least with you and your clients? Is it compassion? What other tools help with the mindset shift? Yeah, I think I think thinking about everything from a compassionate perspective and looking at how much work it is, you know, compassion is one thing, but then it's like, do I want to feel it? Do I want to give it? Do I want to embody it? Um, frankly, what is it? Mm-hmm. You know, I, coming into your group, I was like, what is this? <laughs> you know, living in a male oriented world. And then really the last year. So when I first started being a client here on the chiropractic table, um, after about five months, he was working on that sacral area in this giant flood of female emotions that I hadn't felt for decades in my life, all of a sudden just came through like a tsunami. And so really having a year of just real vulnerability and not the ability to decide and fix things and move things like that was gone and just interacting with so many of these groups locally of all these women who are in spaces that there's great community and there's great healing modalities but the passion around compassion is getting to the root of what's going on not just giving a, a fluff and buff, but saying, okay, between my coaching and finding out, looking at the wheel of life, there's eight different parts of the wheel of life. What's going on there now? Where do you want to be? Where where are the emotions hold up in your body surrounding each of those areas? And then really working as a team with a chiropractor who has a degree in neurology and emphasis on digestive enzymes, really looking at putting all the pieces together to go, hey, what's going on in your body, but how can we love on you and help you love on yourself and uncover things that are in you that maybe you even forgot were there and do it in a safe and protective space where you've got people around you that can help you do it safely. Definitely. And I think the safe space, as you were saying, whether in the professional world with the professional um, areas that you and I now go into locally in Grand Rapids um, with other women or even men who are able to be vulnerable, um, it really is a whole different change and way of making that safe space as well as when someone needs to heal but needs that more one-on-one attention, not just having a better work environment, going to a place that is going to be safe for them so they can open up whatever emotions might have been hidden, anything that might have been repressed, and fully be able to feel both 
physically and emotionally, but also what do we do with those feelings, which is what you're touching on, is we heal them through different methods that work for different people. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, so if you could give people a word of advice, whether they went through a cancer diagnosis, whether they are going through some sort of emotional hardship um, that they're not able to know how to express or things have just been repressed for a long time, what advice would you give them that can help them today learn how to experience those and heal? It's such a great question. And I know as a coach, the answer isn't a one size fits all. Mm -hmm. You know, so the way I coach isn't telling anybody what to do. It's uncovering what's inside of you already. So I think initially it would be, you know, finding those people that you can unpack things with, but finding a great coach that can help you unpack them in a way that you can see the context of what's going on in your, in your mind and your heart and your soul. But then really consider who is on one of one of the programs that I'm passionate about delivering is called um, personal health advisory board. So really creating a team of people to help you unpack that. And it's ever changing for me. It's combining it with this, this clinical aspect, really take a step back and assess who's on your team and who do you need on your team and then go find a few people, try it out. So why coaches are so important in my mind, and I feel like Ruth will resonate as well, is they work with you one-on-one, but in a way where you decide what you want to work on. And then you can work together to achieve that goal. And they're able to see you right there and also be that support for you. They're involved and they try to help in the ways that their coaching expertise or certifications or specialties help you. Doing some great listening, some reflection back of what they've said, asking great questions that broaden or deepen where you're at, and then just allowing space for the discovery process. So sometimes you need a compassion coach. Sometimes you might need other types of coaches as well. Um, depending on the season of your life. Once you've, once you've really experienced an aha moment as a client of being coached, you're like, oh, that was in me the whole time. How did I not know that? And that that's the cool part of coaching and being coached. Yes, it takes that third party who also is a little bit removed as not a friend, not a family member. really love how much it helps people and how it creates that environment that's safe and helps them move forward in the goals, like you said, that they want to do anyway. And the goals in a way that fits their style. You know, yes. we're, we're kind of in a world that everybody's like, oh, you have to go, have to have a goal and it has to be like X, Y, and Z. Well, not everybody's personality and workflow style works like X, Y, and Z. No. You know, your way to get a goal might be something different. So it's like, what do you want, you know, and help them accomplish that. Exactly. And listening and then going, okay, this is what they need and this is the tool that works best for them. Oh, Mm -hmm. love it. 
Thank you, Ruth. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. And so, everybody, I want you to um, know how to connect with Ruth because she's very inspiring. She's very helpful. And so, Ruth, how can people connect with you? What is your website? process360today.com but most of our activities happening on Facebook right now between the process360 page and the um, inspire wellness chiropractic PC page and we have lots of fun events we believe in creating community and most of them are free although this next one on May 8th is going to be charged for the for the contents we're making um, some fermented veggies with Ooh. a raw food chef. <laughs> but we're going to have some retreats coming up and really just want to empower people to kind of look at their health and life in a different way and give them tools that they can leave with and impact their life and those that they love. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing your personal story, how you got into coaching, and what you do today. Thank you. You're welcome. Just on a final note, I do free workshops on Be the Boss of Your Body. And so if anybody's interested in learning more about that, I'd love to just have a networking conversation with you and see where that might lead. Wonderful. Wonderful. So everybody go connect with Ruth if you feel led to. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Monday. Thanks. Thanks so much, Bree. If you'd like to learn more about today's episode, you can go to brielugenville.com slash podcast. If you'd like to join our private support group, you can find us on Facebook and search for the private group, Compassionately You. If you would like to be a guest, you can email Bree at brielugenville at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and have a great start to your week.